To this day, I can still remember my first day of seventh grade in the fall of 2020. I had woken up at what felt like the crack of dawn, a time much earlier than my prior sixth grade year of being fully online. I put on my favorite t-shirt and sat smiling for the dreaded annual first day of school photos with my parents snapping shots outside of our front steps. As soon as I had arrived at school, I immediately began making comparisons between my last experience at in-person school and whatever modification of school this had appeared to be. Our entire grade was packed into the front sidewalk, but I couldn't even tell who was directly next to me as their face was covered by a blue surgical mask. From that first moment on, despite the fact that I felt incredibly grateful to be returning to partially in-person school, I could tell that this would be a pretty strange year. Our school continued with hybrid learning, with me going into school on Mondays and Tuesdays. For the rest of the week, I would take online classes, sleep in, and eat lunch with my dad. These routines were something which helped me to ease the chaos, and they still remain my favorite part about online learning to this day. Despite the luxury of that one extra hour of sleep during the pandemic, the online classes couldn't compare to the delight of returning to school on my in-person days. Having the ability to see my friends and take a class without my internet cutting out was the best thing I could have wished for. Having the ability to see my friends and take a, oh sorry, and all, um, having the ability to see my friends and take a class without my internet cutting out was the best thing for which I could have could have wished and all of my friends and I were ecstatic. Even in this partially broken situation, I still felt at home and as though I belonged. Similarly, later that year, I returned to my regular ballet classes after taking nearly seven months away. I consider my friends from my ballet class to be my second family due to the fact that we are so incredibly close with one another. So, as you can imagine, we were all jumping on top of one another after those seven months apart and I felt at home once again. Now that I'm in high school and I'm reflecting on those middle school years, I absolutely adored and will always value the extra sleep, lunches with my dad, and independence I was able to gain from the COVID lockdown. However, I will never enjoy them as much as I loved being able to embrace all of my closest friends and family after such a prolonged period of time. Although it was incredible to strap on my backpack and return to the same buildings once again, I realized that it was the people who I truly love who made me feel most at home once things returned to normal. This feeling of home, which I felt, is one which I hope that we can all find here at Old South Church. Looking around, all of your familiar faces make me feel comfortable and at home. The people around us in this congregation work to foster a sense of warmth and comfort, even for those without a home to call their own. John, I hope that you experience the same love and adoration for your Old South family upon your return back to this stunning church and know that all of us couldn't be happier to welcome you back here at Old South. Thank you. I left Tehran, Iran for Boston two years ago today. I said bye to my parents in the airport knowing that from that point onwards, it was just going to be me and my four suitcases in a country I had never been to. The first few weeks, everything was new and I was in what I'd like to call a honeymoon phase. I was excited about my newly found freedom, about turning 18 and becoming independent. 
A few months later, holidays came around. It was parents weekend, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's when I started feeling a little homesick. I had to stay in Boston for breaks and trust me, it got really cold and lonely. My family couldn't be here and I couldn't be, I couldn't go home. Now, don't get me wrong, I had made good friends at that point, but what I needed was a family. I wanted to talk to someone and ask them about credit cards and grocery stores and how detergent pods work and where to put them. I really needed a community. Now, my grandma was a very religious woman. Growing up, she always prayed. She had a notebook with specific prayers for specific situations, and she prayed for everyone she knew every single night. And I kind of learned that from her. So even though I wasn't really religious, I prayed every day. One day when I was walking by the Old South, I kind of felt drowned to it and walked in. It was one of the 11 a.m. worships, probably around a year and a half ago. I instantly felt comfortable and I felt at home. When people saw me after the worship and found out that I'm new to Boston and to Old South, they started talking to me, asking me questions and giving me advice. And I really felt like I belonged. And that was big to me, because even back at home, I was always the queer kid in a conservative country. I was the person who couldn't speak Farsi without throwing in English words. And I was too westernized for people's likings. Here at Old South, I feel like I belong. I feel accepted for who I am, not despite who I am. So even though I still haven't seen my parents, I feel like now I am part of a big family, a community that is based on love, faith, and acceptance. And for that, I am thankful to all of you and to Old South. A little over two years ago, my husband and I had an incredible life change. Mark's company was purchased by one of their main competitors and it was clear to him that he would not be at this new company for long and would be changing jobs soon. After searching some time, he was given an offer and you know, his current employer gave him the title of head of IT. Now, all this sounds unremarkable, except that the new company was based in his home country of Ireland. And as part of the offer, he, meaning we, would have to relocate to Ireland as well. We discussed it at length, and it was a terrific company and a good career move for him, so we decided to take a chance. Plus, it would give us a chance to reconnect with friends and family that we had left behind. So, we moved. Welcome back, said everyone when we saw them in Ireland. We were fortunate to quickly find a place within walking distance of Dublin city center. While Mark worked in his office, I looked for work and took courses online. The plan was for me to get a job and then we would buy a house. But after several months of looking, I struggled to find work. And that was very rough. While I'm certain I would have found something eventually, I was terribly stressed. My friends and family were very supportive whenever we saw them 
and I'm grateful to them to have had them there at that time. But all the while, I just kept feeling like I'm a mooch or just how sad I was. Mark, in a loving fashion, did his very best to cheer me up. But all I saw was how hard he was working for us. And I felt like I wasn't contributing much of anything. These feelings would only get worse upon seeing how stressed he was while working, especially working 12 to 14 hours every day. It was this reason that prompted Mark to speak with his new boss and told them of our current situation. And they came up with a compromise. Since Mark's team is primarily based in California, it made no sense for him to be so far away from his team. The eight-hour difference between them made it harder for him to perform his duties sustainably. They decided that Mark should move back to the U.S. and perform his duties here, and that way I, hopefully, would be able to find a job more easily. And once again, we moved across the Atlantic and back to Massachusetts. Another welcome back. Sometimes, God takes us away from home and the comfort of the familiar, but we must remember that we always carry home with us. And we must trust that God has sent us to where we need to be. And that wherever we are, that's home. But where home was will always be a place of welcoming back. Some of you today are college students from far away, living in a new city to do your studies, possibly leaving your families and your homes behind. To you, welcome back. Some of you are at home here in Boston, and you call Old South Church your home. But to you, again, welcome back. And some of you are watching us online just like I did when I lived in Dublin, carrying this piece of home with you in faraway lands. Again, to you, welcome back. And to our new senior minister, John, welcome back. <laughs> yes. It feels good to be back. I joined Old South in the early 2000s, in part because it seemed pretty clear that I'd be welcome here. And since then, I've been up here a few times. I think the saddest time was in 2006, when I gave the eulogy for my wife, Barbara, who I lost to cancer after 30 years of marriage. And the most joyous time was in 2010, when I married my wife, Terry. In 2014, Terry and I had both retired. And then in 2015, we had one of those winters to remember. You know, in New England, normally the snow melts in time for the next snowstorm. But in 2015, it never melted. It just kept piling up and piling up. By the end of the winter, we said, we can't take it anymore. We need to move to Florida. It seemed like a safe move. Same-gender marriage had just become the law of the land at that point. And it seemed like the political winds were blowing in, in our favor. 
Now, while in Florida, I continued to be a member of Old South, and I continued to support Old South. Why? Because Old South is an important progressive Christian voice when there are so many others that aren't. Because Old South cares for the larger community in both its prayers and deeds. And because Old South makes a really big deal out of welcoming all. By 2016, the political winds had changed. And by 2021, those winds were blowing at gale force in Florida, directly in the face of transgender people like me and some others. By 2022, I was no longer sure that I'd be able to get health care in Florida as an adult. And I no longer felt safe. We decided we needed to move back to New England, where all of our family members are, where competent and respectful health care is easily accessible, and where there are organizations like Old South where I know I will feel included. Once back in attending the services at Old South, I was really happy to see the congregation seemed even more diverse than before. But I felt something I hadn't felt before, or maybe I hadn't appreciated it before. In addition to feeling welcome here, I feel safe here. Old South, don't ever change. And by that I mean, don't ever change from always being that progressive Christian voice doing a really impressive job of evolving with the times. It feels good to be back.